All right, we want to welcome you guys back to the show. This is Stern's Tech Talk. My name is JD, and I've got my co-host here, Miguel. And, um, well, we have quite a bit of things to go over today. One of the big things is the uh, Google event that took place on the 6th, which uh, Miguel and I are pretty excited about that. And then, first off, we do have some deals. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. Um, just a main thing here is the, uh, the GBL Library 2s. Uh, they're $60 off on Amazon. Um, if you do like JBL, I know uh, me and JD, we both have some different JBL speakers. I have the Charge 4. I think he's... What do you, which one do you have? I think I have the old Clip 2s is what I have. Yeah, okay. So, but um, I, mean, we, I like them. They're really good. Yeah, they, they have really good sound quality. So if you like the uh, the Live Pro 2s as well, you can go and grab those off of Amazon. Also, uh, just want another reminder for you guys. We did mention it last week, um, but I'm, Amazon is having their uh, fall sale... Um, for uh, tomorrow and the 12th. So if you want to get some great deals, make sure you go head over there and grab that as well. I didn't check that real quick. Um, so does the Live Pro 2s, is, um, is that like a, is that kind of like a sound bar or? No, they're they're uh, buds, I should say. I'm sorry. Oh, they're buds. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I me... didn't get a chance to click on that link, but okay, that makes sense. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll put that link obviously in the in the description, but yeah, um, we will. I gotcha. Um, and then moving along here before we got actually get to the pixel event we have some very interesting information about um stuff from apple in regards to the watch and the uh the iphone 14 and its whole lineup uh first thing from nine to five mac these are all articles from nine to five mac actually i've only got two here first thing is um this guy uh he actually did a test uh to see how well the gps on the watch ultra was uh, because obviously apple made this whole big thing on how the GPS was uh, way much more improved by the L5. Um, and there's actually a whole lot of evidence as to why this is much better. Um, we'll post a link in the description of obviously of the articles here so you can see this image. But this guy ran a test uh, with the Series 4 and the Watch Ultra. And you can see plainly on the picture right here um, that we've got uh, that there's a lot of accuracy to that L5 GPS that Apple put in there. Um, it's it's incredible. I mean, you can just see the differences between the Series Four and the Ultra. It's, was he was he mowing underneath like an aluminum you know hut or something? Because it's crazy that it doesn't pick that much up on the Series Four, and then all of a no, sudden you jump to the Ultra, and it's not like, at all. Like yeah, night and day. It's absolutely that's, amazing. I mean, granted, that is a Series 4, so that's uh, four generations back. So, I mean, I guess I can see the Yeah, a good few. That, that's pretty crazy, though. Yeah. I, I mean, he probably could have tested it on the 7 and see a little bit of a difference because that was probably, like, still the H2 on there, whatever. Um, but even so, I mean, that just goes to show how well Apple has really pushed forward with their Ultra and uh, really added those specs in. So... And that and that model actually gets the boost in battery life. Over yeah. The, uh, series eight, so that's that's even more of an impressive. Obviously, we don't know what the uh, real world test will result in for battery life, but that's, nope. that's good to know. I don't think they released the low power mode for the watch, as far as I'm aware. No, not but yet. But I mean, that still gets uh, what is it, thirty six hours? Yeah, thirty six. Low power mode. So yep. I mean, like that's that's still that's really a, good. A good um, at least advertising uh, range. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the uh, that's the watch ultra for you, and then. On to some unfortunate news. Um, 9to5Mac also posted this article here. Um, the new Series 8 and all the, the entire 14 lineup with its crash detection, there's been a lot of problems with people being on a roller coaster and it actually acting up. And this has caused 
obviously, because they're not going to notice. They're literally ro- on a roller coaster that's going like a hundred miles an hour or whatever, and uh, they're not going to notice their watch. So it's going to auto call nine one one and bring all the emergency services there. And this has caused a lot of problems, especially with uh, Dollywood. Uh, Nine to five, uh, Matt goes on to mention that Dollywood even puts up signs now to say if you have an iPhone 14, basically they say this, or a Watch Series 8, or even an Ultra, make sure you turn off the device or leave it somewhere, like in a locker or anywhere else, because they've had this issue as well. So Apple's gonna have to figure something out. I mean, it's it's hilarious, and then it's not hilarious. But I just, I just, I can't believe that. I, so I'm guessing it's the barometric pressure, and then just the jolting back and forth. It's, yes, it, it's all it's that G force that causes that um that sensor in the watch to trigger because that's how it's supposed to work right when you crash there's that g-force and then there's i mean the... I, I i get the g-force part it's just what threw me off was is I, I i was under the impression that the air pressure that's accounted for one when the airbag goes off and then two you know whatever is being impacted on the car would be enough you know statistics that they can utilize and program into the watch that says okay this well, is an actual car crash versus i'm on a roller coaster <laughs> So, actually, no, that's not necessarily true. It doesn't have so much to do with the actual airbag. What it has to do was um, mainly physics within the chip. And you're you're correct in saying it was tested for sure. Um, It has to do with that gyroscope. um, And at certain conditions, when those conditions are met, it will trigger that watch ultra or whatever, the 14 or the Series 8, um, to trigger that crash detection. So... Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess for now, people own major parks or whatever that have a lot of rides on them. They're gonna have to post, uh, you know, signs and warnings on there until Apple. And I don't even know if Apple can even figure it out. To be honest, they'll have to go into a lot of tech. I mean, yeah, they'll stuff, they'll have but... to they'll have to adjust the sensors and everything like that for yeah. accurate detection. I mean, unless it's just something they don't want to do for the sake of keeping, you know, the, the crash detection the way it is. But. Um, yeah, I kind of doubt that would be the case, considering that so many people wear those watches and you know have those phones, and you know they would want to enjoy various uh, amusement parks. So yeah, for sure. But that is definitely interesting news. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see that earlier. So when he <laughs> when he pulled that up, that was uh, <laughs> I, I kind of had to chuckle. At yeah, because I never had even thought about that. That might be a problem at all. So uh, no, I mean, because that's what I was thinking. I was thinking all about the air pressure. I was thinking about all about what's inside the car. I wasn't necessarily thinking about going, you know, a hundred some miles per hour and then jolting back and forth and thinking, oh, that would trigger, you know, you know, a car crash. But I mean, I guess, I guess, in theory, well, obviously now in uh, in real world testing, that's that's the case. So yeah, but on to the main news event here. So we had. Um, we were really excited. I think we've been kind of um, hounding on this for quite a while about the uh, Pixel Watch, but it's finally here. Um, I've already got mine pre-ordered, yeah, and he does. Um, the yeah, <laughs> I was like, the day it happened, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready and the wa- and the uh, the Pixel Seven Pro. Yes, yeah, the Seven Pro. So we'll, we'll definitely get that once that comes into play um, and arrives, and uh, we'll test that out. But uh, as far as the actual Pixel event. Um, we're ready to go, so I, I kind of want to get your first thoughts on just a general intro and stuff like that, what you kind of felt. Um, so I actually really loved everything that was brought out. I feel like there was a lot of, I guess you could say, passion put into this, these devices. 
there's a lot of nuance in them. There's so much packed into each device that it just feels like, I mean, they really worked it all up. And in fact, I really think that, um, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like these are so much better than how Apple did their 14 lineups this year. Hmm. I, That's interesting. Yeah, obviously I'm not dragging down Apple in a sense here, but just looking at the specs here, we'll obviously get into those in just a little bit. Going from the specs, I mean, it's it's unreal. There's so many things that seem to be better or actually are better than how Apple has released their 14 lineup. It's kind of interesting because the way you note that, I actually have to say that I feel like, and maybe this is what you're alluding to, but I feel like this event was less spec-oriented and more feature-packed. Yes, I would agree so with that. So that's kind of what I took away from it, and I feel like it because of that, it is so much different than Apple because they are all about the charts, the percentages, the improvements, the in-detail specs versus just everyday usage, everyday features. How can this interact, or how can yeah. you interact with this device? So, um, and I mean, we've I, I feel like we've kind of had this sort of feeling and, and um, just... Um, I don't know, vibe when you're watching like a Samsung Unpacked event as well. Yeah. Um, it kind of just flows and they're not really like pushing too much on something specific like, oh, how amazing the Tensor G2 chip is or something like that. But, no, you know, they really didn't yeah. go into detail about that. No, they didn't. And I mean, I mean, I will I'll, we'll break that down in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, obviously. Once we once we talk about this. But um, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what I took away from it as well. Um, but we'll jump right into the uh, Google Tensor since that's the first thing that they came off with. And I guess I guess just to say right off the bat, the, the hardest thing that I had with the the Tensor chips is that they're still based on Samsung's 4 nanometer chip mm-hmm. versus TSMC's, which is what Apple uses for, for their chipset. So, and I feel like that's kind of why they're still having some, you know, issues and struggles with the, the Tensor. But um, I'm, I'm hoping with future iterations and maybe even the G2, they might have some slight improvement. Uh, I, I guess the biggest thing that I saw was just the GPU boost. So yeah, major one. <laughs> yeah, so a lot with the machine learning and such to to notice more efficiency. But um, it, it does have its role with just utilizing you know different features like the magic eraser, live translate, real real tone with photography. Um, and obviously, we'll touch on a couple of those later on as they've been uh, somewhat improved. So. Yeah, so that uh, that tensor, and I've actually got the uh, the difference between the, the first Google tensor they released and the the G two here. Uh, the main differences are that the the CPU uh, it used to be that it was two point two five gigahertz, now it's two point three five, so a slight change there. Um, and like JD mentioned, the GPU has now been changed to from the uh, Mali G seventy eight to the Mali G seven ten. So a major improvement there. And then we've got um, the main processing unit. Obviously, that's been um, more improved. Um, But those are the main uh, improvements from the Tensor 1 to the G2. So, yeah, pretty good there. Yeah, I thought thought it's okay. I mean, I don't really have super high hopes for this, but, um, you know, Google's learning. They're trying to work on this and make their own own, uh, silicon. But... um, the hardware design kind of that they kind of just ran over all of the devices at once in the beginning. Um, I think the biggest thing I just had to say was rounded corners. 
<laughs> I'm just glad that like they're not going with a flat edged route like Apple did. You know, yeah. I, I just feel like that would yep. just be a step backwards or just, you know, it's a copycat like, oh, okay, everyone wants this. Well, technically not everyone wants it because I'm not even a big fan of it. But <laughs> Not really. Um, I, I just kind of feel like everything about their design designs f- kind of reflects a fresh, smooth, rounded feel throughout their products. Um, and I definitely like their, their material finishes as well. So. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely looks really great. And I had ta- we had talked about this when we first mentioned it quite a few months ago uh, at the beginning of this podcast, just how... Uh, sleek the actual CAD designs looked how um, smooth and well-rounded they were Um, this is kind of almost reminiscent to me personally uh, the Samsung Note 10 just a little bit (laughs) Um, those rounded edges are the uh, I guess you'd call the fillets uh, because normally that's how you would call them in uh, CAD Uh, they're much more um, acute uh, than I guess the say the iPhone 11 or whatever um, which I actually like more I think it, it definitely gives it much more of a a refined look than, you know, bigger, yeah. optimus, thicker ones. Yeah, because so. the iPhones are definitely, they have a wider uh, rounded edge than uh, yeah. than these these Pixel pixel phones. So, yeah. so I, sure. I, yeah, so I like this a little bit better, I think, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, so, so you got the watch that's in stainless steel. You got the tablet, which is going to be in aluminum with uh, ceramic coating. And then, of course, you got the phone with uh, what they call zirconia blasted aluminum, um, <laughs> which, I mean, all, all in all, like I said, I really like the way these, these finishes look on this. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and then for the security that we have, um, wasn't a whole lot. I mean, obviously, they're trying to, you know, emphasize that they are a secure company and you can trust them. You know, you do get those five years of security updates for, you know, each model from their year of orig- origination. Um, and then they're also introducing a built-in VPN later on that's going to be free. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I didn't really have too much to say about that. But, you know, it's just nice to know that they're, I guess they're, they're trying to emphasize some sort of wall guard. Yeah, I mean, because we mentioned how Apple has always been known to be the more secure um, company. Uh, yeah, Google's always been the iffy one, I guess, at least. In the I mean, yeah, it, it you, you hear them say like N10 cr- encryption and stuff like that. And I'm like, OK, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily change the fact of, OK, what are you in particular doing with our data? Not necessarily what are other people trying to steal from. You. Yeah. So but, um, you know, moving along, it's, it's it is what it is. So we'll get right into the actual devices themselves. So we got the Pixel 7 at 599 and then 7 Pro at 899 which, um, like you said last week, these are really competitive prices. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, this is a Pro device that's $100 cheaper than the uh, 14 Pro. So, um, Yeah. And, and also, really quick, before you get into the spectrum, one thing that I wanted to mention is there's two differences I found when I, when I, was, um, when I was looking at the events, and, and I realized this, that there's two ways that you can define uh, sort of, you can sort of split the base and the Pro model. You okay. can either have them have similar features, but still have the Pro be top of the line. Okay. Or you can have them way far at the end of the spectrum, like mm. like Apple's doing with their 14, where it's like they have some good specs, but like the 14 Pro is just way over, and it's like so much better in every way. And we haven't I even actually, hit the halter yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually prefer, again, not to drag down an Apple here, but I actually prefer Pixel's way of doing it. You have a lot of better options with the 7, but you can still have a, a much better 
um, use out of the Pixel 7 Pro. And we'll notice that when um, we go through the specs break here, there's down. just, yeah. yeah, when we break it down, there's a lot of major differences, obviously, but it's not so far wide that you're like, eh, the Pixel 7 I know, is it's, horrible. It's, and I mean, I guess I, it's not that I've ever said that's about, you know, a base iPhone that, oh, I don't think I can settle for it. I don't think it's yeah. enough. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is. But I can definitely say that with confidence about you know the the base pixel with with the seven here. So I mean, especially um, look at the price differences as well. Only three hundred dollars difference. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I don't know if that's that's because they're actually switching. They've switched their custom silicone, you know, within the year. Um, Probably, yeah. Right? But you know, I do feel like that that's always been their thing is to try to stay within a um, a desirable price range because. Um, they've, they've went that route where they tried to go over and beyond and hit that flagship, you know, um, chipset with a Snapdragon and, you know, it was too expensive or they even went with a lower chipset and there was, it was just, the prices never really were what you wanted. And mm-hmm. I really felt like that was something they wanted to push, but it was, it just wasn't within their capacity. Now I really feel like this is, this is a good, good, um, middle ground for them. So, um, yeah. And I mean, they kind of went through what they had in previous models of what they were introducing and kind of the things that um, even in just recent models, iPhone has been picking up. So they had an eight and they started with a, always on display with the Pixel 2. Mm-hmm. They had night sight slash, you know, astrophotography with the Pixel 3. And then within the past few years, they actually had uh, card crash detection. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Apple I, I texted Miguel you. earlier. I was like, I, I swear, <laughs> it, it feels like Apple just loves to drag their feet on certain. They really things. do. I'm like, this is the Pixel Two, okay? And then we're now on the Pixel Seven, and the Pixel Two had always on display, and we just got that with the fourteen. So yeah, um, and that emergency that the crash detection crash was detection, on the three. Yeah. And it's like, really? Wow. <laughs> you get, you just keep getting so much more with a lot of other devices than Apple. And they just, every time it's like they just bring out a little bit every now and then. And then just enough to tease you. So like, okay, yeah. yes, this is something for you to upgrade to. And I mean, I was even writing a post on, or not even a post, but a comment on Facebook. And I'm like, it's not, in my opinion, even worth it to upgrade to, um, maybe the 14 pro but just just the 14 in general i just i just don't think it's worth it um and and in this when you're jumping from the six to the seven i mean i don't know if that's you know it may, might still be negligible but um i i definitely like what they're offering here so we will definitely get right into it so i definitely like the matte finish on the i guess they call it the yeah. brow on the back with with the the camera lenses um, really Absolutely. looks great to me. I, I don't know if you had like maybe any negative thoughts about that, but I liked it a lot. No, not really. I think it uh, it's very interesting that it matches well with the um, frame because it, it literally connects right to it. So it's just it's almost as if it's like holding that in place with the frame, uh, and it just it smooth it smoothly goes right o- near the cameras and everything. I I just I actually love this setup. I've said it before, but I really do, uh, especially with that Seven Pro. Um, yeah, and I, 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 it's not like I, when I look at an iPhone, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this thing is amazing. Um, no, no one can do any better. I mean, I, I still think it's a, it's a very simple, sleek design. But when I look at, you know, the, these Pixel 7s, they're very refined. They are very they have their own simplicity to them that you can appreciate yes. as well. So, And um, they're, they're also different in regards to, like, how the camera is set up because usually, I, I think I said this before a while back, uh, usually you have, like, three or four cameras on the top left of a phone. They're organized in like a triangular faction or 
uh, rectangular fashion. Um, but this one is just like straight across. That's it. Nothing complicated. I really like that. And I mean, there's a it, bump so. there, but it's, it's yeah, at least, that, it, bit, at least it's, 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 it's an actual brow. It goes across the entire thing. So yeah. if there is any wobble, you're not gonna, you know, notice it on a large scale. So, yeah. Um, but those displays, they, uh, they're really nice. So they get up to a thousand nits. Um, you can get a peak on 14, Hundred nits for the seven, and then fifteen hundred for the seven Pro, mm -hmm. um, and then you get the ninety hertz with the seven, and then one hundred twenty hertz with the seven Pro. So then they both give you quad HD, which is really good to have. Yeah, and then for the the battery for the Pixel Seven, there's uh, four thousand three hundred fifty five milliamps, and then for the Pro has five thousand milliamps, which is quite a bit, uh, especially like you mentioned that price. Um, for both of these, you're getting quite a bang for your buck there i mean for just the battery sizes because i think this length thing lasts literally like up to 24 hours um which is about what i would say would be a good average um where we are in tech today i think that's that's about where it should be that's about what you want yeah, yeah. i've heard a lot of people say that they can get their you know 13 or 14 pro max you know about a day and a half maybe two days out of it um, I'll actually have to test it out when I get the 7 Pro to see how well it does on battery life. Um, but that doesn't even include the extended battery saver, which gets you up to 72 hours, uh, evidently. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we got, um, moving over to the actual cameras, the, uh, the main camera right here is the 50 megapixel, uh, and that's the same for both of them. Uh, there's some slight, obviously, differences, but yep. for the most part, it's essentially the same. Uh, then you've got the uh, the ultra wide lens. The only difference here is that the 7 Pro has autofocus and the Pixel 7 doesn't. Uh, and then the uh, the third camera, which is only on the 7 Pro, is the uh, telephoto lens. And uh, so those are the uh, the camera specs there. Obviously, there's much more in depth we could go, but only picking off the main differences there. Um, that was pretty much it for the cameras this year. Yep. And we'll actually, I'm actually going to post a link in the description um, right to Google's store, and that'll give you a comparison with the 7 Pro, the 7, and the 6A. So, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, they, they gave you quite a bit of um, features with the camera. You got the guided frame for accessibility assistance, which I thought was really cool, like the fact that you're thinking about, okay, people, like, in, in their advertisement, you know, this, this girl who, you know, didn't have any eyesight, you know, that it was allowed her to actually take selfies yeah. of herself. As I was like really neat to see, okay, let's try to improve how we're helping these people with, you know, certain disabilities. Um, that was pretty impressive on, on, from, from my standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I was, uh, at first I was like, okay, where is this going? And then I was like, okay, nice. Cause that's, yeah, it, it took, it took me by surprise too. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't see a whole lot of phone companies do that. And not to say they have to do that, but it, it is good to see when they take those types of people and they bring them right into the phone, and it's like, this is for you as well. We're not going to leave you out on this one. Um, yeah, I think the way she said it was like, you know, it's something for – sometimes companies just come along and just do what they need for, you know, that consumer just to get by. Yeah. In this case, they're actually giving it one step further and saying, hey, you know, you want to take selfies and stuff like that. Let's give you something to work with. So I thought that was that was great that they added that. Really awesome. Um but then they also added uh, improved low light. Um, they added the photo unblur, which I thought was pretty impressive here. And it, this this is not just something that you know you can do on the seven or the seven Pro. You can actually retro um, change yeah. photos and just go back and like even like a, if it was a photo on like on an iPhone or a Samsung or something like that, you can go back there and you can deblur it and or unblur. It, I guess is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, and this has a lot to do with that learning 
um, yes, the machine, the machine learning. learning from the chip itself. Uh, it does a really great job, and we'll see this as we go through um, the last of these specs. It go, it's really well at learning um, how those things work in regards to the chip. So, I mean, just with the camera, with that, um, yeah, with that blur, motion blur and stuff like that, I mean, it's just amazing. So, uh, it's... Yeah, and I mean, they use the ultra-wide sensor for, like, the current photo that's being taken to help with that unblur. And then, like you said, they use the machine learning to, to as a, an extra layer to say, okay, this is actually going to be as clear as we possibly can get it. Yeah. Um, that that's really the only difference between current photos versus previous photos. Previous photos, obviously, you can't use that ultra-wide sensor, so you have to just stick with the machine learning. Um, but like you were saying, there was a cinematic blur, um, 10-bit HDR, and then active stabilization. Yeah, and they've also got that uh, 30x pro-level zoom, um, which, by the way, how they showed it, and I really hope that this is how it's supposed to be or how it's going to be. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the way that they really took into consideration how they were going to make when you zoom in, and it makes the actual quality of the picture stay the pretty much the exact same every time. Um, the way they were showing it, that JD, that was absolutely amazing because no phone, as far as I'm aware, has ever really been able to do that. Because, I mean, with a Samsung phone, you can zoom in, like, to the next galaxy, galaxy yes. away. But the and, quality and that, but is that, still not great. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's terrible, but no, when, yeah. they, when they use that... Um, Oh, what is the word for that? Uh, periscope. When they use the periscope zoom lens, um, it's still good. But the way that they're doing this here with Google, it's kind of what we've always talked about. We've always talked about the balance between um, software and hardware. How are you going to use the lenses and how are you going to use machine yeah. learning and your processor to make an incredible end result for photography? Um, and I mean, I kind of thought it was interesting. I mean, of course, with this super res zoom, you get the 2x, 5x, and 10x. But then I feel like they were almost kind of taking a little bit of a punch towards Apple, you know, with their cinematic mode, yeah. which is obviously what Apple's trying to do with their cinematic mode. And then you get the active stabilization, which is action mode on, on an iPhone. Um, and the other thing, cool thing that they added in there was the zoom stabilization for video recording. So I'm hoping all of this stuff mixed together really comes out to a real world um, amazing result. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this works when, when my seven pro comes in. So, yeah, for sure. So we'll obviously, like you mentioned, we'll, uh, we'll make a review of it and kind of go on, uh, how it works, how everything is well put together. And honestly, I have faith in this one a lot better than the 14 pro <laughs> just being honest right now. Cause <laughs> I feel like, and I don't feel like they were actually necessarily like saying, okay, this is, this is what it, kind of is going to look like but in reality it's just not that great i feel like google is being a little more honest with how thing and i we'll, we'll see did you maybe. notice that yeah because i was looking at some of these pictures and i was like some of these macros don't look absolutely amazing no they didn't some of these pictures that when you went back and you unblurred them didn't look perfect i felt like it was just an honest you know yeah. product of hey this is what we can do it may not look amazing but we're giving you the capability to go back and make things look a little better as far as the actual features on the phone, um, you get audio transcription for audio messages, which I thought was really cool. Just the fact that, you know, you send somebody an audio message and maybe they can't listen to it. Google goes ahead and they give you the AI to actually transcribe it so you can at least read it. Yeah, that is that is a, another addition there because I, I have had that problem where, you know, I want to listen to a voicemail and yes. or whatever. And it's loud. We're in a quiet place on a library or whatever. And... You can just read that transcription right there and then. It it, it works really well. So, and I don't think it's yeah, just, just on I never, the, 
the voicemail it actually works when you're when someone's sending an audio message i'm sorry um yeah yeah yep. so that's pretty good right there it's something i never even thought about with an iphone i was just like no not oh, really it's an audio message you kind of it's kind of meant to be listened to but when you think about it what if you can't so i, I like that they actually took that extra step so um the actual next feature that i loved was just their little jab at avalon because i love it when he says rcs is the modern industry standard for messaging and it's already been adopted by most of the industry and then he throws in a pun that I was not expecting. He's like, we hope every device maker gets the message and adopts RCS. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I noticed that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, it, it is true. I just... I, I kind of... I don't think it'll ever happen. But I, I do really wish that Apple would adopt RCS in some way, just, just so that it makes it easier for cross-platform. Um, I mean, you can still have your... I, I, I don't know how, how they would do that as far as security, but... Um, I just feel like the, the rich context would really yeah, help. But, um, for sure. Um, and then the next thing is they do have always on display, and that is actually also on both phones. Um, yep. Because with Apple, it was like, uh, the 14 does not have always on display. The Pro does. These both do. So it's like, like I said before, there's not a major spectrum of like one side is like way better than the other, and the other side is not as great. This is like... One side is a little bit is obviously better, but it's not so far apart where it's like I'm just gonna get the seven pro. But it's just it's really great what they're doing here. So Yeah, yeah. And then and then just the fact with their phone calls, I mean you're getting improved yeah. spam call protection, um, with their privacy call assist, um, direct my call, which has been out for a year, which I thought I, th- I think that's a cool feature as well, just to give you some, you know, menu options when you're calling a company or whatever. And and then just overall enhanced call quality. So um Again, they're they're just trying to improve the simplistic aspects of the yeah. phone instead of just try to throw so much at it that it's like, okay, well, what works and what doesn't work, or what is okay, and you know, what am I never going to use? So yeah, and I also noticed, and my wife noticed this as well. Um, the custom watch this, <laughs> just a bit of it, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, she noticed as well as I that the custom the customization on this phone is out of this world. Material you. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like you can change exactly how you want it, your feel, how how you see fit, where it, how it should look. I mean, that yeah. is just real. I think that's even better than Samsung, to be perfectly honest, because obviously Samsung has great customization. I'm not saying they don't. And I'm completely leaving Apple out of this. But um, but the customization on this uh, this Pixel is is pretty good. And just, just the way you can just add different things, add different colors, uh, the way you can organize the actual home screen and stuff. I thought that was br- brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, like that's always obviously been Android's been a bread and butter, just just customization. But I think um, the overall view on it and, and, and it's been, you know, iterated with uh, Android 12 as well. Um, it, it's just it, it's it's simple. Yes. But it kind of gives it that fun feel. Yeah. Where it's, it's 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 not like okay, this is what you're stuck with, or this is just something boring. You get to work with it. You get to customize it. Get to change it to make make it the way you want. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And you know, th- this is not anything technically new to Pixels in general, but it, right. it is improving and getting better. And I, I like that. So overall, like we said, this is um five ninety nine and eight ninety nine. Um, really good prices in, in our opinion. And, um, now we're actually going to move on to the counterpart, which is the pixel watch. And that's for three fifty, mm-hmm. and then 400 if you want to go for the LTE model. So did you actually have any 
interesting ideas on this at all or you just kind of this is what we were expecting and and i'm happy to go with it um no yeah i think uh all in all it seemed like the final product was what kind of i was really expecting in a sense yeah um honestly i'm not i'm not actually disappointed in this at all i think what they've come up with how they've uh that strap uh the uh, the refined look to the uh, overall chassis. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, one of the questions I had is kind of like, okay, is this like a flagship watch with some Fitbit features, or is this a Fitbit masquerading as a flagship? Um, that's that's that, an interesting question. I mean, it just because I feel like they, you know, with with, with the um, with acquiring Fitbit in, in the in the past, and now they're kind of just mixing what they have with this company. Yeah. I, I got a lot of just, okay, this is what we can use from Fitbit. This is what we can use from Fitbit. Um, it, it didn't necessarily make me feel like, okay, this is a horrible device, but it did make me feel like, okay, what exactly is the difference between, you know, the Sense 2 and a Pixel Watch? Right. Aside from maybe the fact that it's round. Um, and then the other thing that I was kind of iffy on is the actual screen size. So, like I said, I'll, I'll figure this out when I actually, you know, I, I get it shipped to me. But, um I'm hoping that it's kind of big enough and I don't really, because this is already a round screen. So yeah, I've used You're kind Apple of losing watch out for, on that size. Yeah. Yes. In yes. Regards I, to like I've used an Apple watch, watch for quite a long time. And with a rectangular um, timepiece, it's a little bit easier because you have more of that real estate. Well, if you have a smaller round watch, eh, that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable and just kind of like, okay, how much am I actually going to miss? Cause even when they were demonstrating that you can use the pixel watch as a remote for the camera, I was like, how much am I actually seeing there? So, um, but those are just some questions, kind of some hesitancy on, you know, what I might experience once uh, once we get this in hand. But um, overall, I mean, obviously they're trying to improve accurate heart rate and, yeah. you know, workouts and sleep. Um, the other thing that really made me feel like, that, okay, this is emphasizing Fitbit is that, you know, they're throwing the six months of Fitbit premium in there. And then after that, you know, it, you're on your own, you know, if you want to use that or not. And yeah. for those of you guys who aren't really sure, the uh, the the payment for that would be ten dollars a month or eighty dollars a year, which isn't like awful, but it's just like okay, this is where the comparison comes in with Apple, where all of those fitness and health features are just they're, they're part there. Of the package. Yeah, I mean you can obviously get Fitness Plus with Apple One, but the base stuff that you those actually workouts, need, yeah, then that's right there. You don't have to pay a subscription for that at all. I feel like that's this is kind of where Pixel kind of falls off the deep end here. Um, I agree with you yep. wholeheartedly. Like, I don't, I don't really think you should have to do that. And I, I also agree. Like, I don't know why they, I don't see, I don't see a bad reason with collaborating with Fitbit. I think it's actually a pretty cool thing to be nope. honest. Yeah. That, but, that's something good to clarify. Yeah. But when you start to have that subscription added on, it's like, that kind of makes me hesitant as well, uh, to want to buy it because what what exactly am I losing on this here? Sure, it's a much yeah. less price, but I mean, if I'm going to be paying eighty dollars a year at the very least, I don't know. That's that's an yeah. Well, I mean, me. which that turns out to like to be you know six dollars and some change a month, which isn't horrible. No, um, but it, it's like you said, one thing to actually go from you know fitness plus, which is just workouts, and you could definitely tell that some of the data was required with Fitbit premium. So I'm like, yeah, okay, absolutely. so why did they actually have to tie this in with that? Because I just don't feel like it's, it's something that you should have to pay for, you know, especially if it's just built into the watch and you know, it's your data. Why, why, why do I need yeah. to you know, add more cost to what's already mine? So absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, overall, like I said uh, last week, <laughs> it was kind of funny with just the fact that I felt like it was uh, a really shiny York peppermint patty. But <laughs> I uh, agree. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just, Especially when you have the uh, uh, the charcoal uh, slash yes. silver polish there, it, it definitely looks like a, yeah, like a yeah. York patty. Which don't expect the peppermint cream inside, but um. even though, yeah, don't bite into this because your your yeah. teeth are gonna break from that Gorilla Glass <laughs> three point oh. So. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, speaking of specs and Gorilla Glass here, we I'll just mention a few things and we'll go over everything. But uh, for that battery, we do have 294 uh, milliamps, um, so it's up to 24 hours there. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about that I really did have a hard uh, a hard time with this watch is the fact that they are using an Exynos chipset. Um, why I have no idea. I don't know if this is going back to the fact that they're merging this whole entire thing with, you know, Google Wear OS and stuff like that, and um, you know, the uh, Tizen OS with Samsung. I don't know if there's some sort of contract going on on there. Could but be. Yeah. I I'm just not a big fan of Exynos. There's just too many problems that they've had, and until they work out those hiccups, I will continue to say, go somewhere else. <laughs> So, that, yeah. I mean, I, I know that's just me harping on it, but that's how I feel. <laughs> oh, especially that um, there was a, an article, and obviously we we should have mentioned this. I should have mentioned the beginning, but um, there was actually an article from Nine to Five Mac mentioning that um, the watches. I think it was the Ultra or was the I can't remember. There have been oh, some, the eight, huh? Are you, are you talking about the Series Eight heating up? Yes, and some of them yes. actually exploding. So yes, I, I read that. Yeah, so there's your problem right there. <laughs> There's one of them, so <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you right there. They really need to. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say even making their own chip for the watch. I mean, they could. And That's not even what. I, yeah, I agree. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm just saying why go with Exynos to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they'll they'll change their minds on that later. But yeah, not a, not a huge thing. Uh, and then the storage and memory, you got 32 gigs of uh, EMMC there with two gigs of uh, RAM. So that's that's pretty good. And then you've got your uh, compass, altimeter, uh, blood oxygen sensor, and multi-purpose electrical sensor, optical heart rate sensor, accelerometer, gyroscope, and ambient light sensor. So obviously you need those uh, gyroscope and accelerometer for the fall detection there, and then that ambient light sensor. Uh, it's got a built-in microphone, built-in speaker, and obviously with all that Fitbit stuff, you always um, have always on display, um, Google Maps, all that stuff, and there is uh, Gorilla Glass 5. Uh, so yeah, don't bite it. It's not a peppermint patty. <laughs> um, so yeah, with that being said, we'll move on to the Pixel tablet. I'm sure you probably have quite a bit to say on this. A little bit. I mean, obviously, since it's not fully released yet, which it'll we will be in 2023. Um, yes. But uh, there's just a few things. Obviously, I think we can both agree that charging speaker dock is genius. Yeah. Like, the way I mean, they really were... that's. Go ahead. Yeah, I I I, I even told this to. Um one of my wife's clients um she cuts his hair and uh, he was like yeah that's that's an amazing idea just the fact that they kind of went through and thought like okay what are the downsides of a tablet and how can we address them yeah um and i actually i actually messaged miguel last week um on thursday during this event i was like hey you know it's kind of interesting because you know with with these companies out there samsung apple whoever they have your money once you, you know, buy their tablet, you know, iPad or Samsung yeah. tab or S tab or whatever. And then after that, I mean, do they really care about what happens with the usage? Obviously they want you to be satisfied, but what about those times when you're not using it or what happens, you know, if it's just staying home, like what, what, what can you do to make it better? 
Yeah. Um, and I agree. This really helps because, you know, you get the charging dock. It's aligned with the magnets. It, you know, the dock comes with speakers. And they essentially just turned a Pixel tablet into a Nest Hub. And I thought it was really yeah. neat. You know, you get all those smart controls and stuff like that. It's just fantastic. So. Absolutely. I'm really glad they did that because the, their whole thing was like, how do we make this to where people are going to be able to use it like pretty much all the time? Because it, yes. they mentioned the statistic that they um, that most people use their tablets 80 percent of the time, 80 percent of the time, like yeah. in the house and 20 percent, obviously, like outside of that. So it's like, what do you do exactly with all the other stuff there? And I think this is like probably the best option. If I'm really being yeah, honest I, here. Yeah, they went with a the logic. They said, you know what, we're not going to go with that 20%. We're not going to try to figure out how to, you know, make it 50-50. We're just going to say, okay, let's, you know, emphasize the 80%, put it on a charging dock, and just make it its own unit. So, yeah. which is not, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's not to say that you can't take it outside or wherever you want to. No. You can. It's yeah. just this helps it utilize the 80% a lot better. So, yeah, I totally agree. I was I was really pleased by that. Um, this is an 11-inch tablet obviously it's powered by the tensor g2 as well mm -hmm. so um but yeah and and they, they just kind of like collaborated all this together saying like you know you can take great photos with your pixel go onto your tablet edit the photos whatever and and it's just i really feel like they're finally getting to that point where they're emphasizing that continuity that apple has been famous for for so long yeah um so yeah so that's the uh that's the tablet all in all i'd say it's it's gonna be pretty good. Obviously, we don't have all the specs on it right now, but when it releases, no, when it releases, I have a good feeling that it's gonna give a lot of stuff with it. You're you're gonna be able to really just uh, use it in everyday life, however you see fit. Um, so, and, and obviously that sleekness as well that we mentioned with the uh, the Pixel Seven and the Pixel Seven Pro, it's the same exact thing on the the tablet. And I think they even integrated the uh, the backing with some um, ceramic coating. Uh, it it just all in all it looks really good. Yeah, their portfolio definitely looks really um, well established, and I think I think they'll continue to move upwards with this. I. I don't, I, I can't say, obviously I can't say for sure what these sales are going to look like. I don't know what the competition is going to look like. Um, but I think this is the right step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think that the price is going to be? Well, I'll, I'll think I'll name a price too, but what do you oh, think? Oh, geez. Um, man, I mean, I would probably guess anywhere maybe between three to $400 is probably my mark on it. Hmm. Um, just because you kind of want to, uh, in my in my opinion um number one google's already established themselves to be you know this we want to stay competitive in our pricing we want to be you know hiked up and be, that's true know, beyond the yeah. end user so that's what that's one thing the other thing is i'm looking at the competition i'm looking at samsung what is our tab s8 cost and then also the base ipad um so right and, and that's kind of where i feel like it's going to hit i think it's going to be you know right in the middle somewhere between throw up four hundred dollars um that's just my guess anyway plus the fact that they you know it's their own chipset so um is that kind of what you were thinking yes that is actually what i was going towards and i also wanted to add as well this is their first tablet so they're yes. gonna want at least make it they're going to want to make the price appealing to masses right so yeah. they wouldn't want to put it like six seven hundred dollars that'd be insane no one's gonna buy it because they want like, it to get it in people's hands for sure yeah and, and actually so way, you know and yeah and actually, that's the whole reason why they lowered the prices on these Pixel phones was because they said, we want everyone to be able to get their hands on this Pixel phone. 
So I feel like that's yeah, going to be their like whole deal. Most with of the them tablet. start at what seven hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, six ninety nine or something. Like yep. that. And, and you know they undercut it again. So yeah, I I feel like that's that's a good price point for this. Um, yeah, where is it? Let me see. So okay, so the base iPad is three twenty nine, and then the Tab S eight is three fifty. So yeah, um, yeah, I would agree with you. I'd say probably three or four hundred dollars. Um, and I, I think that would probably be like a 128 is probably what I'm thinking. Yeah, and they'll probably have more um, storage options, I'm thinking. 256, 512, that kind of thing. Same thing with the Pixel 7. So I would actually be a little bit surprised if they had more than two. I think probably 128 to 256 is probably going to be their point, maybe even just one. Um, that's that's at least my guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. These are just speculations at this point in time. But... Um, yeah, it's definitely a fantastic uh, lineup for them, and yeah, I'm excited really to good. see where they're going to go with this. Obviously, some people are going to be hesitant because this is the first watch. This is going to be the first tablet. Um, we're going to get a lot of probably some negativity on some things that people weren't expecting or mm-hmm. didn't work out right or yeah. maybe the screen is too small, whatever it's going to be. There's always going to be some negativity on a first-gen um, product that's, that's um, premiering. But as far as the Pixel phones, that's really where it's where it's yeah. going to be at for a lot of people using these. Um, so but yeah, so that was the uh, the Pixel lineup. Obviously, we're really thrilled about it. Um, JD has the uh, the watch and the uh, the Seven Pro ordered. So uh, like we mentioned, we'll do a, a review on it. We'll uh, kind of give a a first glance at how how we feel about it. To be honest, I think both of us are kind of in agreement that this is especially the the phones themselves are really good uh, in terms of what they have to offer their pricing all that good stuff so um but yeah that's the that's the pixel lineup we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode if you did make sure you leave a like make sure you follow for future notifications and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one this is jd and miguel signing off peace out